Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. And we welcome you into Gwen and Chris. It is finally a Friday, and uh, we are underway here. Four full hours on the uh, program this afternoon to wrap up another busy week in the sports world. It is day one of the 2023 World Series. We will uh, take a little preview look at the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Texas Rangers. Yeah, that's the World Series, believe it or not. Those two teams will take the field a little later on. This afternoon, down in Arlington to kick off the Fall Classic. Uh, of course, this was supposed to be the World Series that the Padres were in. So yeah. that just yeah. a little reminder of that yeah. as we get set to uh, play ball. I'm Chris Ello. That's Matt Scraby. Tony Gwynn Jr. is idle today. Uh, Tony enjoying a much-deserved uh, few days off. He'll be back with us on Tuesday. So that will open up the phone lines, give you a little more of an opportunity to join us with your thoughts on uh, the World Series on the state of the Padres, 833-288-0973. If you'd like to join us today, Mr. Scraby, how are you? I shouldn't just ask that open-ended of a question. Yeah, there's there, there usually is like many different answers for that question, but yeah, I'm, doing, I'm doing great. I'm uh I'm happy it's Friday. It's been a weird tough week and I'm ready for the weekend. How about you, Chris? Yeah, let's go. Let's uh let's uh okay, let's, let's, have, go. let's have All a right. weekend. Let's I'm ready for it now. Me as too. a matter Me of too. fact. Is Me there too. any way you can just click on that's it. That's All right. it. So we're, thanks for we're joining done. us <laughs> at two oh two. We're gonna send you on out. Yeah. I love that song, by the way. Because One it of tells my you that it's songs. the end of the yes, show. It tells me that it's the end of the show, but not on this occasion. Not telling me anything. Uh, Kevin AC has a really interesting article out. It's online right now. Uh, the San Diego Union Tribune uh, website. If you uh, subscribe to that, you'll be able to access this article. The basic idea is the idea of the story is for Kevin AC to give you an AJ Preller quote and then follow that up by telling you what. AJ Preller really means. And <laughs> yes. I, I just think it's interesting because we've talked about this for year, years and years now with AJ Preller. He is the master. There's nobody even close to this guy when it comes to saying a bunch of words that don't tell you anything. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, he, he did it again the other day. I mean, after Bob Melvin was officially hired as manager of the San Francisco Giants, leaving the Padres in the sticky situation that they currently find themselves in. AJ just kind of tap danced around every question that was asked him. And, you know, look, he doesn't attack head on the criticism 
that comes his or the Padres' way. And, you know, it, it can be kind of maddening, yeah. frankly. Uh, you'd like him to just say, hey, I, you know what? I don't meddle in what the manager is doing. Or, you know what? Maybe I do meddle a little too much and I need to work on it. Be wonderful just to hear one of those two responses. Yeah. But you're not going to hear that. Uh, you're not going to hear anything about the fact that this will be the fifth manager that he hires in, what, seven years, eight years? You know, I mean, and, and why things haven't worked out in the past and whether or not he has failed in his attempt to find a good manager. Everything, he just doesn't a great job. I, I honestly think he should teach a course. <laughs> not at San Diego State, mind you, at Harvard. At Harvard yes, for, yes. for the art of a saying stuff inst- without saying stuff. Yes, a higher institution of learning. That's where A.J. <laughs> Preller belongs. I think he's missed his calling. He ought to teach all of us how to say things without really saying anything. So Kevin Acey takes his best shot in this article at trying to decode A.J. Preller. And uh, I think it's kind of interesting. So if you want to read that, it's online. You know, uh, I'm not going to read you the whole story. No, no, you That's definitely not should my read job. it, though. I'll let you read it out there if you want to try to see if you can't, along with Kevin Acey, decode some of the things that A.J. Preller has said. I, over the last few weeks and over the last few years. After learning of what happened on Sunday with the news that Bob Melvin was interviewing with the Giants until now, I've done a lot of thinking, Chris. I don't know about you, but I have a far or you don't have a far drive. I have a far drive, and that's where I do my thinking. And it's all been about the Padres and AJ Preller this week. And reading some of the things that Kevin Acey has down in here, it's a little alarming to me because it seems like there there's no um, acknowledgement of some of the things that got to the, got you to this place. There's yeah. no like like you said. I would rather uh, AJ come out and be like, you know what? I need to do a better job of trusting my manager, or I need to do this. I would like to hear more real thoughts from AJ instead uh, of the 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 um a little acknowledgement, the spin. That, a little acknowledgement that things need to be better. Um, you know, AJ Preller, if he doesn't want to admit culpability himself, which I think he probably could and should do. Yeah. But if he doesn't want to admit culpability himself, he can certainly get away with saying, we as an organization have got to do a better job meshing our departments, baseball departments together. The front office needs to work better with the manager. The front office needs to work better with the players in the clubhouse. The clubhouse needs to work better with the manager and the bench people. This is obviously an issue with this ball club. And if you want my proof of it, I look at the final record of the 2023 Padres, which was only 82-80, and 80, despite having one of the great rosters ever put together by this franchise. So... It's pretty obvious that what the Padres have done and are doing needs to get better. But I've not really seen A.J. Preller say a lot of that. Maybe now and again he'll allude to something that he feels needs to be better. But um, And we're not inside the organization, and that's something that's been going around my head too. Like The stuff that I'm reading and the stuff that I'm hearing on and off the air – I don't know 100% if it's truth or if it's not or if there's some truth or if there's no truth. But this week has kind of pushed me into the corner of I I can't 
take what AJ Preller is saying at face value because I feel like I've been here a couple times before and things were said in press conferences and then going forward, it, it didn't pan out the way it was talked you about. You know what AJ Preller kind of reminds me of right now? And I don't necessarily mean this in a complimentary way. He kind of comes off like your local politician. I've seen that. Yes, he I says have seen a bunch that. of stuff. Yeah, but as a public, do we really buy into any of it? Do we really see the results of what he says? And I, I think you know, I, I don't want a politician running my baseball team. I want a, I want a baseball guy. I want a general manager. I want somebody who's at least somewhat upfront with us. Yeah, I know you're not going to tell me everything. Nor do I want you to. Nor do you need to. But I, it just, I would like to feel like some, some of the honesty is being directed my way. After all, I'm a fan. I pay your salary. I pay this team's salary. I keep this franchise afloat. So I think you do owe it to me to at least be a little bit more forthcoming than you've been. I, I, I don't think that's too much wrong to with add. That? Is I that being I too critical? No, I don't think so because I, I feel like, and I'm not just talking about AJ Preller right now. I'm talking about in general. I feel like uh, large corporations or organizations want to lie to us because they feel like they can get away with that lie. And again, I'm not just talking about the Padres, but we're all a lot smarter than that. And we all can see through these things. It's not as easy to spin stories these days as it was in the the 80s and 90s when there wasn't the internet. And I just want a little bit of honesty because you know what? I believe that if Padres fans were to hear from AJ Preller that he needs to uh, do, uh, approach things a different way and, and he knows that this year was not good and that he wants to change things, I found because that's honest talk. But saying that, okay, this year wasn't good, but we're excited about getting a new manager that aligns with our philosophies is, is not what I want to hear. It's not what I want to hear either because you're telling me that you just had a manager who doesn't align with any of your philosophies, and I wonder why you hired him in the first place. That's a good point. And I wonder why you hired the guy before that in the first place that didn't work out. And And I wonder why you hired the guy before that in the first place that didn't work out. I wonder why you got rid of Bud Black in the first place because that didn't work out. I mean, it's there's a lot of questions that we have now. Being critical of the Padres for not being forthcoming and honest to their fan base and their community, they are not alone in a vacuum there. Oh, no. I mean, sports teams throughout baseball, throughout football, throughout – I mean, how many football teams are scared to death that somebody's going to sneak into their practice and see (laughs) – catch a glimpse of a a play and go run and tell the coach – you know what I mean? I mean, look at Michigan. Michigan's cheating right now. They're cheating right now. It's – this is kind of the way it's become, and we've had to accept it as fan bases that our franchises and the people running them are not going to be honest with us. So what you're telling me there is that I need to But that doesn't necessarily less? mean it's okay. Okay. I don't think it's okay. I think it's time to come a little clean on this. We have not done a good job. The Padres, as an organization led by me, A.J. Preller, have not done a good job in the last couple of years of getting along with the people that we hired. 
Because in every relationship, it goes both ways. There's there's usually not just one person that is is the the bad person in the relationship. I, I believe that Bob Melvin probably did things that drove AJ Preller crazy, and AJ Preller did things that drove Bob Melvin crazy, and I think that's normal as well. Well, I think that's normal, but when it becomes an issue, yeah, then it's not normal anymore. Yes, to me, it's like having some some odd thoughts in your head from time to time. We From all time have, to time, it's in yes, my head I know every you day. lead the league. But <laughs> my point is, is if you have odd thoughts in your head from time to time, and it's okay during the normal course of your daily life, but if those odd thoughts or whatever you want to call them create and cause you anxiety mm. and stress, then it's probably something you should attend to. That's a good point. It's probably something you should attend to. And to me, if the disconnect between A.J. Preller and Bob Melvin was causing this team to not win as many games, it should have been dealt with. Yeah, And it doesn't seem like either man was big enough to deal with it. This isn't all on A.J. Yeah. Maybe Bob Melvin should have gone up to his office and closed the door and locked it behind him and said, hey, this is the middle of May, and I don't like the way things are headed here. Let's get this figured out before this season gets away from us. Now, maybe that happened, and I don't know about it, yeah. but I kind of doubt it happened. Maybe the Padres need a little Chicago Bulls. Maybe oh, they should have called, called the team meeting after that season-opening loss to the Diamondbacks. I'm just I'm To the Rockies. Yeah, that's right. They lost their first two games to the Rockies. Yeah. They should have known right then that the season was CJ a disaster. CJ Crow had two home runs in that game. That, that should have been a disaster and a red flag they should have met right away. Uh, <laughs> look. It's it's just an interesting story. If you want to check it out, Kevin Acey um, in the San Diego Union-Tribune, I think he does a really excellent job, and I think there's a good idea for an article, and I think you Padre fans will enjoy it if you can access it online. Otherwise, it'll probably appear in the paper tomorrow. Uh, we'll keep talking about this stuff until the Padres you know, actually do start heading in another direction. Yeah. Right now, they're still in kind of limbo. Uh, how long are they going to be in limbo, searching for a new manager? At least till the end of the World Series. Understand that they're not going to be announcing the hiring of a new manager during the World Series. Yeah. Baseball doesn't like that. They don't want that to be done. Oh, we can't so, upset baseball. Well, they shouldn't upset baseball. They play in baseball. They should have enough respect for the World Series and the oh, teams I, in it. I know. I was more taking be- a shot at the... Uh, at the league itself for well, being so but, high and mighty. Yeah, it's kind of and look, you don't make an you don't hire a coach on the day of the Super Bowl I, either. Yeah, so I, I was just thinking. Uh, the, look, the Padres will wait till after the World Series at least. I would think to name their new manager. Once they do that, you know, maybe we can put all this stuff behind us and start looking forward. But our point or my point right now is, it's hard to put this all behind us when you don't seem to be acknowledging that there are issues that need to be fixed. yeah. If you acknowledge that there's issues that need to be fixed, then it's easy for me to put it behind me because I know you're addressing it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of where I stand on the Padres and AJ right now. We'll see how it all turns out. Who knows? This time next October, 
we could be getting ready for our own turn in the World Series. We're going to get that big cake. So. Can only hope so. All right. If We're aiming for the big cake, man. Yeah, you keep aiming, Fernando. You keep on <laughs> We've aiming, We've been aiming for a while. Yeah, it's, it's still out there. The big cake is still out there. <laughs> All right. Uh, we will uh, get into some phone calls. If you have some thoughts on the Padres situation, 833-288-0973. Juan Soto's name continues to be out there in the rumors circulating that he will not be a Padre when this season begins or next season begins. Dennis Lynn of The Athletic has gone so far as to say he doesn't expect Juan Soto to be on the plane to Korea next year Yeah, when the Padres open up their season. Well, if he's not on that plane, that means he's going to be been traded by then. So uh, Here's the can- quote. When the team treks to South Korea in March, there seems to be a decent chance Soto won't be on that flight. Yeah, that's, and this not, is a, because... that's not a quote. That's something written by a, by Dennis Oh, yeah, not, not an actual yeah, quote. It's actually... a statement from his athletic statement article. Statement from his article, right. So he's hearing and thinking, and he's pretty well connected that Soto's not going to last the offseason in uh, in brown and gold. So uh, your thoughts on that, 833-288-0973. A little closer look at a World Series that I think you all should be taking a little closer look at. I'll tell you why when Gwen and Chris resumes underway for a Friday. Happy to be with you, not only on the radio, but streaming live on YouTube and Facebook and X and Twitter and yeah. every other device. Just to look and search for a 97.3 The Fan nice or 97.3 The Fan SD. And you can watch us do the program until 6 o'clock on San Diego's number one sports talk station. That is 97.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. everybody who's watching thank you so much for doing so here on youtube uh, that's my forehead right there the 
camera is like pressed up against it. Scraby moves the uh, keeps moving the camera closer well, and closer. When Tony gets back on Tuesday, it's going to be back to the uh, back seventy thousand view shot. Give me the uh, give me the overview shot yes, the overview. that you had. Yes, uh, Matt Scraby's over there. Tony's not here today. He is off for a couple of days, deservedly so. After putting in a full season of Padre baseball along with this program, Tony will be off until Tuesday. That allows Scraby and I to run amok on the program. Chances are we will do exactly that. Uh, <laughs> World Series does get underway tonight. I got a couple of phone calls I'll get to shortly, but I wanted to touch on game one of the World Series. Uh, Nathan Avaldi, Zach Gallen, but they're not going to throw out the first pitch. That's going to be taken care of by former president George W. Bush, former owner of the Rangers, and probably the guy who made the best first pitch in the history of Major League Baseball. Is it the one that he did after the baseball got back from 9-11? Absolutely. Game three of the 2001 World Series, George Bush, uh, who was president, Went out there uh, with heavy security following those uh, terrorist attacks and with a bulletproof vest delivered a perfect strike to home plate. Uh, one of the great uh, first pitches of all time. I I hate to say that somebody's opening pitch could galvanize a country that was already galvanized after what had happened, but that didn't hurt. That did not no, hurt. No, I mean, I, it I mean, was it was a, a memorable moment indeed. Good and, for uh, like, and good for him. Politics aside, yeah, that's not easy to do. No, it wasn't a politics thing, man. I, I mean, Jer- Derek Jeter told him before the game, "Don't bounce it, they'll boo you." <laughs> and uh, George Bush, man, he made the most one of the most perfect first pitches you've ever seen. Yeah, from anybody. And uh, so it, it was a memorable moment in our country. Uh, he will throw out the first pitch tonight. I, I think you should watch this World Series. A lot of people say, wow, this is a horrible World Series. These are two teams that are terrible. Why should I watch this World Series? Well, here's why. In 1990, Scraby, you were not around yet? I was five years old. You were five years old. In that 1990 baseball season, the Minnesota Twins finished seventh out of seven teams in the American League West. They won only 74 ball games. They trailed everybody and finished 29 games behind the division-winning Oakland A's. In the National League West that year, the Atlanta Braves finished with only 65 wins, and they too finished last in the West, a distant 26 games behind the Cincinnati Reds. The very next season in 1991, the Braves went from last to first. And went to the World Series with a bunch of no-name players. Yeah. John Smoltz, Steve Avery, David Justice, Ron Gant. People that up until that time, you and no one else had ever heard of. Meantime, in the American League, the Minnesota Twins also went from last place to first place. Led by a bunch of no-names. Kirby Puckett. Kent Herbeck, Gary Gaetti, guys that no one had ever heard of. So what you're telling me? What I'm telling you is that in 1991, these two teams played a World Series for the ages. Probably the greatest World Series ever played. It featured three extra inning games. That's pretty good. Four walk-off wins. Oh, wow. 
and five of the seven games were decided by one run. Oh, that is exciting. Including the last two games in Minnesota, one decided on a Kirby Puckett walk-off home run, the other maybe the most tense pitching duel in the history of the sport, a scoreless matchup between John Smoltz and Jack Morris that lasted scoreless until the 11th inning before the Twins finally won it. It was an unbelievable World Series. People talk about it to this day. And it was played between two teams that you would have had no desire to watch play. Yeah. I mean, I... I, I mean, you just don't... My point is you just don't know what's going to happen you in this World Series. It could be some of the great games of all time. And a lot of these players that you th- say you don't know now could go on to become the next Kirby Puckett or the next John Smoltz or the next... David I mean, Justice or the, whoever it is. The Diamondbacks know? have the names right there. You got guys like Corbin Carroll. You got guys like Brandon Fott. Those guys could. I, they I could. see what you're saying. They could be yeah. someone one day. They could be remarkable. You could say, hey, I remember watching those guys back in the 2023 World Series. Yeah, I thought Brandon Fott was going to give up eight runs against the Phillies, and he didn't. Brandon Fott pitched his heart out in yes, those Philly games. So anyway, I think it's going to be a good series. I mean, Texas is exciting. Their offense, they're 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 basically built on offense. Yeah, they've had some really good pitching this postseason, but they're built on offense. And the Diamondbacks, I think, are built on offense. And I, to, to me, there should be a lot of runs scored, a lot of stolen bases, a lot of action, a lot of hits, a lot of home runs. Who knows? You've maybe got me excited out, about this now. Maybe it'll turn out as good as the 1991 Fall Classic. And if nothing else, you got to watch Boach. Boach is such a classic out there. I mean, every time they show a shot of him over there he's just in the dugout, he's got this look on his face like, this is great. I, he's, he's, he's very just, stoic, too. He just looks like he's having the time of his life and just looking out on the field going, isn't this the bomb? the bomb? Here I am. I'm like 90 years old. I retired 10 years ago, and I'm sitting on the cusp of maybe winning another World Series? I mean, it's it shouldn't be that easy, but if it's going to be easy for someone, why not, Bochi? Yeah. Anyway, that's why I'd watch the World Series. It starts tonight at 5 o'clock with Game 1 or shortly thereafter. Uh, let me get to John and Carlsbad very quickly. I know waiting a little bit. John, thanks for joining me on the program or joining us. How are you today? I'm doing good. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah. Um, lifelong Padre fan. Um, and I'm not so upset about Bob Melvin going to the Giants. I, I think we saw what he's capable of doing as a manager this last year. I mean, if I reflect back on the season, I chalk up at least eight or ten wins or losses where – Um, we very easily could have won the game had he made uh, a better decision here or there, either in matchups or, um, you know, pinch hitting or or something like that. You look over uh, him standing in the dugout, sometimes he looked just a little bit bewildered and confused at times. You you reflect back on the the, uh, NLCS against the Phillies a year ago, um, game six when Martinez had – just sat down nine in a row, and then he brings in his guy, Sean Manea, who, uh, you know, gave up three runs, and we end up losing that game, which we which we absolutely had to have. Personally, I, I think Bob Mel and I'm not kicking him, you know, on the way out. I'm not. I mean, I'm a, like I said, I'm a diehard Padre fan. I was excited when he came in, but I just think that he's an average manager at best. I mean, what has the guy ever won? What has he ever won? Well, he's won three Manager of the Year awards. 
to begin with. And I'm not saying that that means the end all, but it means a lot of people out there think he's a pretty good manager. Um, but look, I, I get it. Things didn't know, go the Padres' way this year at all. Uh, it was game five of the playoff last year because they only got to game five. That didn't go the way that uh, they wanted it to either. But here's the thing. I don't think either I or Scraby or too many other people are really livid that Bob Melvin is gone. What we're upset about is the way it all transpired. That's the hard part for me to deal with is how we were – if we weren't lied to, we certainly weren't told the entire truth. And there's a lot of things that happened behind the scenes that, you know, kind of reared their head during the course of this season. And, you know, the dirty laundry hasn't really been aired, but we know darn well it was dirty. So that's, yeah, that, I mean, that's I the big problem I, right now. I don't, you know, Bob Melvin here nor there, they, they're going to probably end up with a pretty good manager one way or the other to replace him. So... You know, that's yeah, I don't thing. disagree with that. I don't disagree with that, Chris. But I mean, you look at AJ. I kind of get if I'm giving him a grade, I give him a B minus. I think overall he's brought in some good talent uh, to to this roster. Um, what I have a problem with AJ is that he never addressed the bullpen last year in the off season. The, uh, you know, the beginning prior to the beginning of this year, he never addressed the bullpen. And that turned out to cost us over 20 games. The bullpen lost over 20 games for us this last year, and we only missed the playoffs by two games. So if he would have addressed the bullpen, maybe we would have made the playoffs. So that's the problem I have with AJ. All right. Thank you, John. Appreciate it very much. Uh, we're at the bottom of the hour. i got to step aside. I do have a couple of more phone calls out there. If you can hang on through the break, please do so. We'll take your calls on the other side of this. And then we will get into some things that Dennis Lynn wrote in his Padre mailbag and what they all mean. We'll share when Gwen and Chris continues. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hi, welcome back to the uh, Friday get-together. It's uh, Chris Ello. It's Matt Scraby together in the... Odyssey Palace Studios, which if you're watching on YouTube, uh, on the live stream, you can probably tell really isn't much of a palace, but we call it home every day for four hours, two to six here on Gwen and Chris. Tony Gwynn Jr. is idle today. Uh, 833-288-0973. If you'd uh, like to join the program. Last night, the Buffalo Bills took out the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 24 to 18 second win in a row for Buffalo that is being disputed a little bit by some of the opposition's fans well yeah this is start you you're saying oh yeah and i say oh yeah until it happens to my team no i as get it as it did on sunday night when miami got Called for 10 penalties in Philadelphia, none. It's very 
very frustrating and annoying as a football fan to feel like you got hosed out of a potential win in a football game. Yeah, I know. But There's if you're only, still if you're waiting for that to happen, then you've I didn't say lost. you're waiting for it to happen. I'm saying that if you're Tampa Bay last night and you're down by six points and you throw a Hail Mary and Chris Godwin is there and he can make the catch and he basically gets pulled down to the ground without any opportunity to make the catch feel like that could have been pass interference and it's very similar to what happened at the end of the Giants Bills game two weeks ago when uh, Darren Waller was pulled down in the end zone trying to make a catch and that was the final play of the game now you know Buffalo's five and three you take those two calls and flip them they could be three and five as a Miami fan I would love to see them be three and five, of frankly, course. not five and three. And I would have loved to see Miami get a chance to play that game on a more even stage Sunday night against a really good Eagles team that doesn't need any help. If I'm an Indianapolis Colts fan, I was told by the league that we messed up two calls right at the end of the game that basically handed the Cleveland Browns the victory. If I'm a 49er fan or a Browns fan, I go back to that game we don't where there was 20. Yeah, you don't want to talk about that, but I do. 25 penalties are called. I mean, what what's going on? I mean, the the I you're this is me talking. I stick up for the officials more than anybody ever. You stick up for arbiters in all sports. That's right. Even the promo says so. <laughs> I, I don't like to ever blame a loss on officials. There's too many other things that happen in a game. But the NFL has got to start getting a, this a little bit better. Maybe they're just, uh, if it's like a Hail Mary type situation, they're just going to let it happen. Sure. Yeah, if it's a Hail Mary, you can pull the guy down to the ground. Well, what the, what's the point of even letting him run the play in the first place? Yeah, I don't just know. Just say the game's over. You know what? We I know guess. you're going to throw the ball in the end zone. We're going to let the defenders pull your receivers to the ground. So game's over. You I don't also, even get a chance. If I'm if I'm looking at or talking to a Bucks fan, I'm like, hey, your team was not very good last night. They did not deserve to win that game. I didn't, and I don't know that Miami deserved to win Sunday in Philadelphia. I don't think they did. As a matter of fact, until I found out the next day that the penalties were ten to zero. I just accepted that as a loss in which my favorite team got outplayed. But once I saw the penalties were 10 to 0, I got really really angry. Yeah. It it like it, it flustered me. And I, I I can't believe I'm alone. And these games are there's too many things that happen for them to be decided by officials, but at the same time the NFL's going to have a an image issue, a credibility issue. If their officials can't do a little bit better job than what they're doing right now. It does seem like I've seen a lot more flags thrown this year. A lot more. And and a lot more that are taking away big plays. And if there's a penalty, then by all means, please throw the flag. Like last night in the game, there was uh, the the Bucks on the, what was it, the second to last drive that they had. They got bailed out on fourth down by penalties three separate times. And the third one 
Baker Mayfield got a face mask as he was going, or the the guy grabbed Baker Mayfield's face mask as they were going to the ground. They called that one. I'm okay with that, but it's the other ones that are like holding away from the play. Like if you're if that guy's not going to be able to catch him, then you shouldn't be throwing the flag and calling back that play. I know that's frustrating when there's a pass to the right. And there's a holding penalty to the left, but the offense could say, well, I wanted to throw it to the left, but the guy was being held. It's pretty difficult to tell officials when and when not to call a penalty. It's just they have to do a better job of judgment. Yeah. If a guy is going for a reception and another player grabs his face mask and throws him to the ground before the ball gets there. That's a penalty. It's probably a penalty that needs to be called. It wasn't, and Miami had to turn the ball over on fourth down the other night. But if, if, if guys are just that's like... that's a big call. If guys, yeah, that is a big call. If guys are 50 yards away from the play and someone goes down because they, they, they held him to the ground or whatever... You'd like to see that uh, not called. Yeah. No, yeah, what do they call it? Eat the whistle? Look, common sense is lacking in officiating. <laughs> and the one of the reasons that common sense is lacking in officiating is because arbiters in all sports are taught to call the game by the letter of the rules with disregard for the situation, for disregard for common sense. There's a, there's a ton of basketball fouls that I call, my cohorts call, that make no sense in the flow of the game. But if you don't call them, you're, quote, not doing your job. But then you can just let one go on the other side, too. And well, then it's even. But then, but, then, but then you just keep letting them go all night until you're in a real mess. <laughs> I Look, again, I hate to blame the ever... officials. I, I can't stand it. I am an official. It's really difficult. I've been blamed for a million losses in my life. I've never been credited with a win. But... The NFL's uh, not doing great right now when it comes to officiating. I don't not doing great at all. I don't want to put you in too bad a spot, but if one of your officials that you're refing with calls a foul and you're like, "Really? Do you oh, ever I do say that anything? all the time?" Okay, I don't say anything though. No, oh, you don't say anything. No, unless it's really awful. Uh, maybe during the next timeout, Just and we're standing there, I might go it. up and go, "Hey, what'd you see on that play?" He'll be like, oh, he grabbed him. You'll be like, no, I don't think he did. They don't say it like that (laughs) because there's people out watching us referee. I know, I know. But you might say, hey, what would you see on that play? And they might say, well, I don't know. I didn't really get a good look. I don't know. Yeah, I I didn't get a good look. (laughs) Did I miss that one? And you go, you might have. Just be patient next time. That kind of discussion does happen. Hey, look, man. I understand that officials make mistakes. It's all part of the world. That's why I don't even need I don't need replay in baseball and and I don't need a a, a um, an umpire telling me whether it's a ball or a strike. I can deal with a close pitch going the way of the pitcher or the batter and the pitcher or batter dealing with the result. I can go with that. That's how life is. It's not always fair. Why does it have to be fair in sports? But when you're missing really blatant stuff at the end of games and it's costing team games in a season where there's only 17 of them, because they, that's they, a big deal. I mean, that penalty puts the Bills at the or the uh, Bucks at the one at the one yard line. It would have given the Giants another chance to score two weeks ago. I mean, I, look, I'd love for the I, I no. hate the Bills, so I'm rooting against them. You but know I'm, what? You know, I'm trying to figure out. You know, 
that Godwin thing was not great. No, it wasn't. And you know what, Chris? I am starting to think that the NFL does have a script, and the NFL does have <laughs> certain things that they want to happen. I mean, because you have you of all people have said that you're almost certain that there's a conspiracy theory out there right now that is making it so that the NFL helps the Chiefs win Chiefs. so that Taylor Swift can get more airtime and, and thus more people can watch. It's not good for the NFL if the Bills are terrible. So they need to do stuff to turn it around. It's oh, not so you good think for the, the Bills... NFL if the Chiefs are terrible. So really? they need to help So you a think those bit. two teams they're being helped? Well, How about the, the Bills? Eagles? Are they are they are they being helped too? <sighs> of course they of are. Of course they are. They're being helped probably more than any team and the 49ers just have to Fight the 49ers uphill. and Dolphins are they're hated by the league. Yes, they're hated. They're hated by the league. They, <laughs> Those other three teams, the league sits around and plots for ways for them to win. Yeah. What is it? Okay, we I have don't a question think Bills, here. I don't think Bills fans would agree with you when it comes to what's happened to them in the postseason. That's true. Uh, here's a question from Dave on the stream. Yeah. What is the purpose of the offsetting penalties? I kind of agree with that. Like, It depends on what the penalty is, but when two guys are fighting... Like how can you how can you penalize one team over the other? You have to throw a flag on both sides. But like if it's a holding call and then it's a, a defense or a neutral zone infraction and they offset, that is kind of weird to me because one is a worse penalty than the other. And that's when I get mad about is when one is an egregious like a personal foul face mask is, is something that's called on one team and then the other team is like a false or like I said a neutral zone infraction. Those aren't equal penalties. So that doesn't mean they should offset. I will tell you that. How uh, do we even get on this conversation? I'm not sure exactly how we got all the way to this, but we've been on it for a little yes, too long. Yeah. No, if you I, don't ask know. Me. I don't know. I mean, what do you think about the offsetting penalties? Dave wants to know. It's a nice, easy way out for the official when he's not sure what to call. Ah. And I will say that because I call double fouls in a basketball game quite often. Now, that's not because I don't know what's going on. A lot of times I'm honestly trying to send a message to both players and both teams that enough is enough. Better chill out. Enough is enough. And so you have to call the double foul. But, yeah, it's – Chill, it's, son. Is that it's, what you say when you call I the do. foul? I chill, son. Chill, son. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really difficult. It's really difficult. It's, it's not a perfect system. It's not a perfect world. The good teams find a way to overcome it. The losing teams bemoan it. Yeah, that's kind of the way I've always felt. But I'm bemoaning it right now because the NFL is not on a hot streak. All right. Do you want to? I mean, we only have a couple minutes left. We could uh, we could save the De- Dennis Lynn mailbag for a little bit later if you would. Yeah, like. Yeah, let's save that for because I got later. some good stuff in that. I just have a, a couple things real quick that I thought were what fun to got? bring up on a Friday after a tough week. And one of them is a linebacker. I was telling you about this yesterday. Um, and you didn't quite get it. Neither do I. But Blake Martinez is a, a linebacker from Stanford, and he retired from the sport at 28 to pursue a, ca- a career in, get this, Chris, Pokemon card collecting. And now he is trying to get back on the field. He is trying to get back in the NFL because he has claimed to have made $11.5 million in less than a year in the industry, but he has been banned from a popular card-selling marketplace for misconduct after an investigation and consumers claims he wasn't acting in good faith. So this guy is out there peddling bad Pokemon cards. 
No reaction. Okay. I'm just stunned. You're stunned at what I'm part? I'm stunned of- by all of it. <laughs> all of it? Like he retired to be a Pokemon card guy? Yes. Why? I don't even get Pokemon. I just uh, okay. don't, what don't you get, about get it. it? I, I, I kind of get it. What? <laughs> what do you get? What is there to do? There, you well, okay. The cards. I'm not a big card guy, but I know a lot of people out there are card people. Have and you they ever collect. searched for Pokemon? I did the Pokemon Go for like a, a day and a half. On a the day phone. and a half. I did it for a minute you and a half. Did it uh, for a minute and a half on your phone? You searched for Pokemon I, for a minute and a half. Then I went, "What in God's name am I doing?" This is a waste of my life. So people like to collect these things, and the games are actually not not terrible. They're fun. I mean, I, my brother is four years younger than me. He was a big Pokemon guy. We used to play the Game Boy all the time. But anyway, that's what Blake Martinez did, and he's uh, in trouble, so he's trying to come back to the NFL. Uh, he made $29 million over seven seasons, so it's not like he's, I don't think, hurting for money. But I thought... You, of all people, would find that very, very fun. I think it's absurd. I think it's It's absurd. absurd. It's absolutely absurd. Uh, Another thing, Jalen Hurts has seemingly taken a shot at Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. They're calling it Swelsey now. Did you know that? what? Swelsey, like Swift and Elsie, Kelsey, Swelsey. That's not good. I, I would just That's assume. That's not good. What was the other one they were taking? Oh, it was bad. Swifty it was like, or something? No, that's. No, it was like, I don't even remember because it was that bad. But Jalen Hurts, he was asked about all that crazy stuff going on. And he said, quote, it's not really my cup of tea. I'm more focused on winning football games. So everybody out there is thinking that Jalen Hurts now took a shot at Travis Kelsey over his relationship with Taylor Swift. Jalen Hurts would not be taking that shot if he was the one in a relationship with Taylor Swift. I, I, I I'm I'm almost confident that Jalen Hurts could probably find whoever he wants to be. Did did do you remember any of this that Travis Kelsey on his podcast after the Super Bowl at some point along the way said, I would really like to go out with Taylor Swift. I got to find a way to make that happen. Oh, yeah. I think Aaron Andrews and Carissa Thompson may be a part of this as well. They helped introduce them? No, or... I think what happened was... Because it must be really nice to just say, <laughs> say it. <laughs> I would like to date so-and-so, and then Who's out of the... nowhere, you're dating them. Yeah, who's the Hollywood it person right now? I can't even think of it. The Hollywood it person, Taylor Swift. I don't know. I guess so. You'd do a whole lot better than her. No, that would be nice. But uh, yeah, I think Aaron Andrews and Chris Thompson have their own podcast, and they were talking about how they need to make that happen. They need to get Travis, uh, Kelsey, and Taylor Swift together. So we owe. So we should be mad at Aaron Andrews and who is it? Uh, Chris Thompson. Yeah, whoever they are. Well, I know. You who know. Aaron, who, I know. Chris Thompson's is. the uh, halftime uh, host. Do you for know how much halftime Thursday stuff I watch? Football. None. You okay. know I watch none She's of that. also the Fox Update person on the weekends. Don't watch it. Okay. Don't watch it. All right. Don't know anything about these uh, studio hosts. All right. Not a fan. Sounds great. Not a fan. <laughs> Gwen and Chris great. comes back. Daily Gambit. You will not believe how bad I am at picking games. Oh, by Maybe the way. Maybe you will believe it, but you'll have to see it to believe it, and we'll have that for you next. Jose wants to know, Chris, do you think Charizard should be a dragon type? Exactly my thoughts. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 